Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care, aka the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, Director of the Center, and I'm here with my colleague Priscilla Weigel. Hi, Priscilla. Hello, great to be back. And we are uh, pleased again to welcome, one more time, the Executive Director of Learning Disabilities Association of Minnesota, Martha Moriarty. Hello. Hi, Martha. And her colleague, Mary Beth Kelly, the program developer. Hello. Thank you. Hello, Mary Beth. So we've had uh, wonderful discussions over the past several um, sessions on learning disabilities and ADHD, and so we're going to wrap it up uh, in this podcast with some strategies for our listeners, uh, really around maybe some of the characteristics of these two disabilities. Maybe the children don't even have the diagnosis, but they're displaying some of those characteristics, and that's really what what people working in the child care community need are, you know, how can I be successful in including this child who's showing some of these, what might be seen sometimes as challenges. Sure. Thanks for that. I um, Before I actually get into some of the strategies, I just want to also just remind people that I think it's really important that um, adults in particular first try and make sure that their expectations are realistic. Um, as we even were talking off off the air mm-hmm. around just the long day that some of these children have. So, you know, some of these children are in these daycare settings for a really long period of time and, you know, developmentally what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, and what's just honestly when they get tired. And right. so what happens at those points? So all of that really does need to be taken into consideration in terms of what's developmentally appropriate and not appropriate. and when do we finally actually see that there's a disability? For me, I I really caution people from labeling a disability because for the most part, a disability is something that is real and it's probably going to be with that individual for the rest of their life. For the most part, we don't generally cure any of this. Um, We find strategies and accommodations that might help them in the end, but for the most part, individuals, if they really have a disability in learning and or ADHD, it's with them for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's a a real caution to even go that path. But um, So that's the first piece, is kind of just self-reflecting. Are are the expectations being realistic and developmentally, is, is this appropriate for the setting, as well as taking in all those other factors of just how long is this kiddo even in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, then from there, uh, we know with most children who struggle, any type of structure or routine is really going to be beneficial. So trying to have a consistent schedule from day to day is usually helpful. Having um, predictability within that, so maybe whenever the children arrive, they know that they put their coat in their cubby, and then maybe they go to their desk and color for a little bit. But I think having the same kind of routine and doing it every day is really helpful. Um, That predictability, like I said, is um, usually what helps kids that that just have a hard time with change, Mm -hmm. as well as even children that have too much energy, it's helpful to have some kind of schedule. Um, I'm a big fan of visuals, so I like having also visual schedules so that children can refer to those. Um, Everything from a, a schedule in front of the class, but some students might even need their own schedule at their desk or in their workspace so that they can also be looking and referring to those schedules. Um, any type of 
Signal to help with transition, I think, is also helpful. And transitions is really any time it moves from one activity to another. Mm -hmm. um, especially kids with ADHD, and I think of particularly those that are inattentive, so the ones that are daydreaming, having some kind of a signal, whether it be the lights flickering on and off or some kind of a noise, a bell ringing mm -hmm. to try and regain their attention to get their focus and saying it's time um, or singing a song I think that really helps to be able to catch those kids um, also for the kids that might be too hyper again any kind of music or sound usually a signal that helps with the transition is really helpful so again whether that be a visual stimulus or noise is usually helpful um, Along with that, using timers, I think, is also helpful. Um, not trying to impulsively just interrupt, especially when they're engaged in an activity that they really like. Mm -hmm. So um, allowing children that time to finish up, you know, mm -hmm. using kind of a warning time, but also kind of a timer of, we have 30, 30 seconds left till it's time to switch to the next. Um, usually tends to do better also with children that struggle. Um, whether, again, it be learning or with that behavior with ADHD. Um, it just tends to have the transitions going a little bit smoother. One thing we mentioned earlier, and I just want to comment on, is we referred to what's called executive functioning. And I just want to explain a little bit that that's the part of the brain, using the front part of the brain, that uses your higher order kind of mental processes and thinking. And so it does help individuals organize, but it also helps them with time management, but thinking ahead, cause and effect. Mm -hmm. So individuals that struggle lots of times with ADHD or, or even learning disabilities don't always think through cause and effect. So they're playing with some blocks and someone's next to them playing with cars. They just see the car and they don't think through that they might knock over the blocks while they go grab the car but they just go ahead and grab the car and knock it over and hit somebody right so I also think that most of these kids end up impulsively they might do something but they don't necessarily intend to be exactly. bad or yeah. they're not intention isn't to do harm um, a lot of times it's just a reaction and they're not thinking through it mm -hmm. so that would be the other piece that I would encourage adults to try and help with these kids so you might have to even resituate them so that they have maybe more space um, yeah. That's something else that is also really helpful because I just find that lots of times these are the kids that accidentally, you know, bump into somebody or run into somebody and the other person thinks it's intentional sure. and more often than not, it's not. It's, it's not. not yeah. They are not intentionally trying to, you know, react. It's really just because they're out of control with their body mm -hmm. lots of times, mm -hmm. especially that hyperactive piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're not, they, they need help with the planning of their space and, mm -hmm. and the organizing of that space. Yeah. A, a child that I, I was at a center this morning and one little girl said, um, asked the teacher, what are we going to do? What's going to happen next? And the teacher said, and she goes, and then, and the teacher <laughs> said that, and then, and then, yeah. so she went through the entire day from start to finish where that visual schedule would have been a great, great way for her to just point to the wall and say, oh, it's right up there. And so that would also help her with those independent skills. And but sure. but that's something that's so we see so often is just kids want to know what's coming next. Mm -hmm. They want. We were just saying we have a meeting that we have to go to next week. And we don't know what the agenda is, but we know it's all day. Yeah, that's scary. You know, yeah. Yeah. right? Not good for regulation. No, it yeah. isn't. Right. Yeah.
You know, another strategy that we've talked about and there's more research on is physical activity during the day yes. and having sh even short time, and a lot of classrooms are now using this in the K-12 setting, short breaks where kids stand up, do some motion, get some of that extra energy out, and then move to the next activity of mm -hmm. the day. Um, and in a preschool setting or early childhood setting, it fits perfectly with little kids who have lots of energy. Right, um, right. And even at home for parents, it's a great you know strategy of get them out, get them moving, and then you could expect them to go set the table or right. to go and do what you want them to do. Yeah, yeah. organizing those, their systems. That's mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Along with that, I would say it made me think of our workshop we did with the homework helps. We we also have talked about. Is it possible for the child to do it while they're standing next to their desk? So instead mm -hmm. of having to sit, I just think mm -hmm. we have children sitting more than we think they are. Right. And I think that that gets really hard for individuals that have a hard time sitting. So is it possible for them to do some activities while they're standing and still right. standing at the table or standing at their desk? Right. Just yeah. so that then they can get some of their energy out and mm -hmm. not feeling like they have to sit the whole time. Standing mm -hmm. at circle time or mm -hmm. getting, right. to, getting to march or something rather than sitting because mm -hmm. we all get up from our desks conti continuously. Well, mm -hmm. and we're supposed to. Right. So you're not supposed to sit for more than 30 minutes at a time. Yeah. They're saying it's better for you. Exactly. So we should, what, and what are we expecting kids to do? You know, that mm -hmm. is true. And, and I think teachers forget that because as teachers, right, you know, you're moving around the classroom so much that you're forgetting how much the they're children, not. they're not. They're right. sitting. Right. Exactly. That is a great reminder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. You two have been such great resources for us. We're so appreciative of this. Yes, we are. And I know we're going to get a lot of great feedback. And so there are probably, there's probably a time in the future we'd love to have you back for more information and more tips. Share your resources with the, uh, those who are listening to this podcast. Your website. Yeah, you can find us at ldaminnesota.org. Um, and I also encourage people to visit ldaofamerica.org, another great resource website. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. That's all for now. See you next time.